good morning. We welcome that. Welcome you to uh, More Than Money. And we wish that for you every single Saturday morning. We wish that for you every single day of your life, that the good Lord be with you. Whatever road you're on, and whatever road you're on this morning is a gorgeous road. It is a beautiful, beautiful day out there. Uh, we are deep into fall, of course. Halloween is technically, is it Tuesday? I'm yes, Tuesday. Very, very exciting. Uh, trick or treating, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and great fun. And uh, the rumor that I'll be going as Spider-Man is <laughs> largely over. <laughs> Sorry. that <coughs> that's. I had time. quite the giggling attack yesterday when... When it, when Jean said, "I can't wait, I'm going as Spider Man," I just I just no, lost was, it. There's a lot of references to does that costume come in a can and is that spray on? Is it really body paint? There's just a whole lot of images for all of you who uh, are, who are currently just uh, listening on radio and can't see me. That is a great advantage to you. That is something that you're going to treasure for the rest of your life. For those of you who know me, they're going, "Oh my goodness." I could have lived my entire life without that vision <laughs> dancing in my head. Jeez, always, you guys, you're tough. Uh, <clears throat> shifting gears, gorgeous today, gorgeous today. Um, Alyssa's uh, scheduled today, packed to the rafters. My guess is that there's going to be some outdoor activity because she likes running when it's nice. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow's supposed to be rainy, drizzly, and cold. Yep. So this would be a good day. Uh, we're doing a little traveling ourselves. We'll go to Lancaster County. It'll be even a little bit warmer down that direction. Nice. Uh, happy birthday to uh, uh, Matthew Savage, our nephew, who's uh, celebrating his 14th birthday today. And uh, gosh, we're so excited for him because uh, we're, we're fully expecting that now he'll be acting more like a six or seven year old. <laughs> Boys. Oh. Boys. Ay, ay, ay. Yep. See, my 14 year old daughter. Acts like has, she's 30. Yeah, she has, like, no tolerance for the immaturity <laughs> of boys her age. She's, like, rolling her eyes. Like, ugh. Which is another proof positive that I have been a very good influence on Juliana. Because <laughs> I have explained to her time and time again, boys just aren't worth it. And they're annoying. And, and, and who better to tell her that than someone who's not worth it and annoying? I mean, for God's sakes. Just check with Diane if that is her real name. <laughs> Welcome to More Than Money. If you are a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. We're going to give you three different ways that you can reach the show, and uh, you can use any, all of them, put them in combo, and we get your questions asked and answered. You are the reason that we are the most relevant financial show on radio today. No questions asked coast to coast, north and south. There is no show available that is more relevant than we are because you are at the heart of the show. You make us relevant. The fact that uh, Alyssa is brilliant beyond all belief mm. and the fact that I am tolerant beyond all belief <laughs> is not what makes us most relevant. Maybe most entertaining, maybe most informative, but not most relevant. You make us the most relevant because we're talking about your questions. We're talking about your concerns, your observations, the parts of your financial life that really need um, some buffing up, some tweaking, some may, maybe a major overhaul. Maybe uh, it's just a, a kind word. How about that? We can do all of those things. And you make us the most relevant show on radio today. The fact that we are live every Saturday morning 
is a tribute to both our persistence and our obvious um, uh, mental deficiencies because <laughs> the, oh, it wasn't oh dark 30 this morning. It was just oh dark. Oh dark. Oh dark indeed. <laughs> as I kicked the lights on, as I always do, every morning when I'm up first, I do a perimeter. We live in the middle of 30 acres <laughs> and uh, just to make sure everything is still intact, safe and sound. And in many, many mornings, I am greeted with something, gift from God of, hey, take a look at this. This is really beautiful. We've got two, we've got half a dozen buck that are on our property, two of two eight-pointers that are so magnificent. Oh, it, wow. It's just it, breathtaking. This morning, I kicked the lights on that back, and a beautiful fox was four feet off the porch. Nice. And uh, was terrified as soon as I turned the lights on, looked up and went, Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> it's really dark out here. In the middle that, of the night. <laughs> those, that light, it's right in my eyes. You, buddy, hey, yo, buddy. Um, I have no idea why the fox would have a slight New York accent. Oh. I don't know. Yo, buddy. I don't, I, why would what that even What does the fox say? <laughs> Shut the light off. <laughs> so I did, and I did what I was told, mm. and moved, moved right along. Um, oh, Dark 30, we have our... Icebreaker call on the way in. That is fantastic. Um, obviously, somebody was a loyal listener because I didn't mm -hmm. announce the phone number yet. So that's uh, fantastic. They already knew it. 610 720 7900. 610 720 7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com is the email you wish to use. Alyssa, A L Y S S A, at askmtm.com. And if you want to. Gosh, just get annoyed with me. Just send it to me as well, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And if you want the show crystal clear, coast to coast, north and south, if you've got Internet access on your phone, your tablet, your handheld, your workstation, morethanmoneyonline.com works very well. That listen live button pops up every Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. It's like magic. Mm -hmm. It's magical. Mm -hmm. And bottom line magical is... You just hit the listen live button, and uh, you are in um, direct contact through the miracles of modern technology, iHeartMedia, with our show Crystal Clear. And if you have a question during the show, you just hit the Ask Gene button. Yep. we got to get that fixed. I should say Ask Gene and Alyssa. <laughs> Speaking of asking somebody, the chair recognizes John Elliott. Good morning. Sir? Young lady called in, two shot ago on the air. Oh, that happens. Uh, apparently, there was a relative who finalized their father, late father-in-law's estate. And they ran into problems with uh, medallion shares and wanted to know what she could do to avoid those problems in the future for her family. <sighs> it, and, and it's a challenge. Getting a medallion is... A uh, it's just a hassle. It's a hassle. Now w we are still working, right? Yeah, we can we can get it done. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little time. And we're still working on a process where we could do it in our office. That's right. So uh, let's see. H how does she fix this for the future? Uh, call six one zero seven four six. I I would I'm guesstimating that by year end. Yeah. We should have that in hand. Yeah. Uh, there used to be. Dozens of places where you could go and get a, a medallion uh, signature guarantee. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of you who are listening going, what the hell is that? 
it is a um, a, a variation on the theme of notary. Yeah. Um, notaries, uh, of which we have, I think, now three in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, notaries are uh, certified and they're uh, regulated by the state, yada, yada, yada. Many, many years ago, decades, perhaps over 100 years ago, the, um, the stock brokerage industry decided we want to have more control. We want to have more access. We want to have more. Um, we want to have uh, our clients be more indebted to us. So we're going to require that uh, notarization is not appropriate. It's not um, uh, does not meet our needs. It's got to be a medallion signature guarantee issued by a prominent stockbroker. And <laughs> all right, my stomach is a little queasy. Yours is a little queasy. Um, so many of those companies have gone away, and so many of those companies don't offer it anymore. And many of the the major brokerages uh, who are housed in banks, often the banks would do it now. Many of the banks will not. Right. So uh, you're right. It's a hassle. Uh, often required if you're transferring stocks um, and, and other purposes, but predominantly transferring stocks. But if um, do yourself a favor, stay happy, healthy, right on through the end of the year, because then we'll fix that for you. <laughs> and just call us. Um Icebreaker call, 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. Yes, we're going to talk with Samantha. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Um, you for calling. How can we help you? Yes, I've been doing so much research on, um, forgive me, I read both on the Roth IRA and the IRAs, and I get confused, but my parents are retiring, and I want to help them move their 401s from a long-term employer and a couple hundred thousand dollars in money, and um, I look at these online Schwabs and all these different companies, and then at the local banks, so they have somewhere to walk into if need be, and I just don't know what is the best choice for them, and I worry about these, you know, like I was saying, and I just really want to do the best thing for them. Well, God bless you. That is so sweet that you're helping your mom and dad like that. That's fantastic. Good for you. That's a good start anyway. <laughs> uh, let, let me ask you a couple questions, and, and, and uh, I'm sure Alyssa is already thinking about maybe 30 questions that she would like to ask. But to give you an idea to kind of get started, uh, first of all, how old are your mom and dad? 66 and 69. So they're very young. They've got lots of years to go. Uh, are they uh, more interested? What's their highest priority? Getting good rates of return or being able to to, to walk into a bank and and uh, and deal with a teller? Is is the convenience the most important thing, or is their performance the most important thing? I think performance. I mean, they they will be stable. Um, it won't be their main source of income, ah, very but they good. don't want to lose it either. Oh, very good. No, excellent. That's a very, that helps a great deal. Uh, are they Lehigh Valley based or are they somewhere else? Lehigh Valley right now, but they do plan on um, moving to Florida, um, hopefully in the, in the near future. Excellent. Well, uh, let's use MTM as an example. MTM is a uh, registered investment advisor. Uh, we are uh, what's referred to as an SEC advisor. So we are eligible to, we are able and, and, and equipped to service clients throughout the entire country. We have tons of clients, of course, in the Lehigh Valley. 
and tons of clients, lots of other places, including Florida. So uh, if they are interested in something uh, where they are uh, more local, um, but yet have that flexibility that if they decide that they're going to move either part-time, be a snowbird, or full-time, uh, relocate to uh, to Florida and not have to give up their financial advisor, we are a good example of how that can be done. We are most definitely not the only example. There are lots of of very fine uh, financial advisors in the in the valley that can do similar things, but uh, we're a good example of of how that might work, where they could walk in, have a face to face, and of course, if they do relocate permanently to Florida, face to face now is de- defined as a Zoom call, and it's it works really really well that you still get to the face to face experience a thousand miles away. Um, your observation that. It is. This is not their primary source of income, but they don't want to lose it. Is really, really important. And for the first half of the year, there are a lot of folks out there who would have said, "Ah, oh, relax a little bit. Look how well the stock market's going." And now, this last what three, maybe four months, mm-hmm. the market has been um, uh, retreating. And there are investments that are available to your mom and dad where they can be protected. They can get good investment returns, but if the stock market decides to be a goof, they don't end up losing a lot of money. So there's lots of opportunity for them to, to meet their needs and, and yet have uh, that personal uh, advice. If you go to a bank, um, they're, they're going to offer you what the bank has to offer, generally CDs and savings accounts, those kinds of things. You won't get, uh, for your mom and dad, advice on taxes estate planning, social security benefits, or any of the other kinds of things that a full uh, financial advisory firm would give. Again, as MTM does, as many other firms do. So it's, it's, it's in their best interest um, to talk to a few different people and, and see where they're most comfortable uh, uh, because what they're looking to do is something that a, a uh, experienced financial advisor has done hundreds of times so the the mechanics are very easy it the 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 critical piece is to make sure your mom and dad are comfortable with whomever they're working with um i thank you for all that and can i ask a, a quick question of course <laughs> no please please um i know in the past you've mentioned um there's a type of financial advisor that and it could be saying this incorrectly, that makes commission versus one that actually looks out for your best interest, a fiduciary, am I saying that right? Or Fiduciary, yeah. Fiduciary. Is that a person that um, looks out for your best interest and not interests of their own? Per- exactly right. Wrong? No, you've got it precisely right. A fiduciary not only looks out for your mom and dad's best interest, because it's the right thing to do. They are legally required to do that, and the regulators ensure that that's exactly what happens. So, yes, you've got it exactly right. And the commission salespeople that are out there, they are not fiduciaries. They have no legal obligation to act in your mom and dad's best interest. They can sell them as high a commission product as they wish, and whether it's the right thing for your mom and dad or not, Whereas a fiduciary financial advisor is legally and ethically required to do what's best for your mom and dad. And those those fiduciaries, they are um, 
when I'm searching, that's in the title of the name of the business I'm looking at. Gosh, then. I wish it were, Samantha. I really oh. do. Uh, it's it, the only way to know whether a, a firm is a fiduciary or not is to ask the question. And then you have to listen very, very carefully because the salesmen that are out there, you will say, are you a fiduciary? And they will say, we always put our client's best interest. Mm. No, you are not a fiduciary. The only pr- appropriate answer to are you a fiduciary is yes or no. And so if, important. Oh, it's, oh, it's amazingly important. Of course, at, at your mom and dad's, because is, is, is it your dad at 69? Yes. Yeah, as am I. So I'm I'm right there with them, and it's so very important at this um, uh, transition point in his life that he has someone working for him, putting his best interest at heart. Because I absolutely guarantee you that his number one concern is not himself; it's his wife. It's it's your mom. So true. Thank you all. You've always been amazing to my family and my friends, and. Um, thank you for this valuable information. I hope it helps others also listening. Uh, thank you, Samantha. God bless you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Aww. What a sweetheart. That's great that she's helping mom and dad. Um, that's that's the real America. Mm-hmm. The crap you see on TV, that's not America. That's that's fiction. That's that's no more real than the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And. Wait, the yeah, no, are... I'm looking at them and going, what do you figure, about 30% real, the rest of it? <laughs> I don't know. Is it still silicone? I don't know. I, I don't know about these things because I deal with real people. Speaking of real people, speaking of real people, mm-hmm. are you sitting down? No, no. you're sitting there. Good. Uh, I printed it out just so I would make sure that I had it with me today. That's not the right one. Uh, speaking of real people, speaking of real, it's, it's yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Had my PET scan yesterday. Got a call this morning. They got it all. <laughs> oh. You yeah. want to talk about real people? Yeah. One of our favorite people. Mm-hmm. Fabulous guy. Mm-hmm. Wonderful family. Um, battling the demon. And winning. Yeah. Ah, uh, just, we got that email Tuesday. Hmm. You could have heard, well, I saw your response. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess that your uh, woohoo could be heard uh, through three counties. Yeah, that was awesome news. Uh, we, uh, three of us, uh, Megan, John, and I were up in Lehighton at the uh, Blue Ridge Cable hmm. uh, Studios uh, doing uh, show, uh, recording shows. And uh, checked my emails in between shows and found that, yeah, that that was pretty loud up there. Mm-hmm. And it's way up on the ridge, so I'm sure it carried. <laughs> Echoed, yeah. <laughs> um, when you, as we are, are privileged, privileged, honored to be able to serve high-quality people, wonderful people, um, real Americans, real Americans. And then they go through a challenge that they... Um, that that they win, yeah. it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. So if in that same day, within a half an hour, you got a uh, a report that one of your portfolios went up zero point three percent, same result. Mm. <laughs> Please mm. come on. No. 
No, of course we want to make money. Of course we want to help you with all the things that we help you with. Uh, but goodness gracious. And um, to follow up on that, not an email, um, but I met with uh, one of our um, favorite clients, just just an amazing guy, who recently uh, triple bypass mm. and came through it beautifully, beautifully. Challenges, yep. Challenging, yup. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's serious uh, stuff. It's incredibly serious stuff. Thank, you know, as he does, we thank the good Lord. In this case, it was St. Luke's Fountain Hill uh, for the amazing doctors there and the nurses. They said the entire staff, top to bottom, from the the young lady that would come in and tidy up his room mm-hmm. to the guy that cut him open. Fantastic human beings and just really, really caring. And um, again. Challenges across the board, without a doubt, and he faced them, and 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 now has, gosh, he and I are about the same age, so he probably only has another thirty or forty more good years. In <laughs> Is that you know? it? That's it. Uh, we both uh, are are theorizing that the next time there is a, uh, a perhaps a need for a similar procedure. 15 or 20 years down the road, it'll be one of those kind of things like Star Trek where they just go like a laser. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see ya. See ya. Uh, so. Do you want me to validate your parking? <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Sorry. In, in my head, that made great sense. 610-720-7900. Thank you to Samantha for being the icebreaker. Uh, that helps tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always looking for that first call. Thank you for her willingness to help her mom and dad and for asking really, really good questions. And uh, goodness, that that's about as good as it, it can possibly be to get stuff up and running. Uh, remind everybody of Monday. Yes, Monday night is our uh, workshop called When a Loved One Dies. It's actually twice Monday, uh, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, we have a full house for both sessions. We're bringing in some extra chairs for our slight overflow. Um, Keith Stroll, who is an estate planning attorney at Steckel & Stop, he's the partner we use to help our clients establish their estate plans. He is presenting with me uh, some tips for you about how to make the estate preparation and execution um, processes smoother, less stressful, and also some tips for people after your loved one passes away things that you need to think about for your own you know new changed situation moving forward some 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 tips so we're hoping everybody will walk away from that one hour session with some tidbits that will help them um, at least make some things a little easier uh, keep in mind that um, both uh, uh, shows are sold out yes um, there is a waiting list yes and please, if you've signed up, because there is a waiting list, if, if for any reason at all you can't make it, the sooner you tell us, the, the better the opportunity that we can get somebody that can fill that slot. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's going to be jam-packed and, uh, and because Keith is fabulous, Alyssa is fabulous, um, it's a highly desirable ticket. <laughs> but I want to thank the people who have contacted us to say I can no longer come. We appreciate that. And if you appreciate. are on the waiting list, um, you didn't get to a seat in one of these sessions, keep an eye out. We'll, of course, tell you here, but we will do this again um, to make it available 
for people who couldn't come on Monday. So um, put your name on that list so you get first dibs at a seat next time. We'll get you squared yep, away. And we'll announce when that will be. I'm thinking probably January or February. So uh, just stay tuned and we'll give you another opportunity to join us. 610-720-7900. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. First break of the show, we leave you with just a little bit of something. How do you fix a broken jack-o'-lantern? How? With a pumpkin patch, of course. <laughs> I got another one, but it's naughty, so I'll save that for the 9 o'clock oh, hour. Okay, trick for, or treat. For the, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a little, that was a that's little teaser. Right. No, that's a, that was just a little too close to home there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we, uh, bumper music means we got to go. 610-720-7900. Your call's after this on More Than Money. A spooky little girl like you You always keep me guessing I never seem to know what you are thinking And if a fella looks at you It's for sure your little eye will be a winking We have any idea what that was? Mm-mm. No, me either. I'm, I'm absolutely. Oh, wow! That's like the longest intro to a song that was a one-hit wonder for somebody. Who was that? Um, <laughs> Credence? Was it CCR? Abba. <laughs> Abba. <laughs> What did Th- I just say? That was you? the old one. That was that was the first call. The woman who didn't want to be on the air. Oh, very we, good. We Excellent. That. We just covered that. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. See, Alyssa, keeping me <clears throat> reasonably under control. <laughs> I try. It takes multiple <laughs> wives. Multiple <laughs> wives. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Uh, O-Dark 30, um, gorgeous. Uh, temperature, fabulous. Okay. The skies are pure blue. Enjoy this day. Enjoy this day. I there hung, won't be many more. I hung a load of laundry before I left. <laughs> I, you know what i barely know what to do with that information i mean I'm, and everybody it, out there is impressed we're yeah, impressed yeah, it's just that i took advantage of the fact that it finally had just become light out <laughs> <laughs> and it was warm and it's not gonna rain there's not gonna be that many more days this you know in the next few months when it no. makes sense to hang the laundry. Now, do you so. hang it outside during the winter and let them freeze? No, I don't. Because freezing have, actually dries it. I know. It's weird, though. My hands would get too cold. I hang, oh, them in, I hang stuff in the basement. Now, do you have that, that Raynaud's thing? I do. And like the My fingertips re- turn white and they and, hurt. And they hurt, yeah. It happens in the grocery store. No lie. If it's cold in the store, oh, my fingertips yeah. are white and numb and tingling. It's terrible. So if you see Alyssa kind of wandering around a grocery store, just... Like in a daze, it's because Raynaud's kicked in. It's just, it's just a thought. I, I'm not a medical expert, so I don't know that. 
Precisely. <laughs> We're in good shape there. We've covered Monday's event. Again, if uh, you have signed up for Monday's event and for some reason you now find out you cannot attend, please let us know. We have a, a waiting list. Folks who would love to be there if you are unable to make it. And uh, if, gosh, you were just not lucky enough to get one of the uh, seats at the either of the two shows, um, we will be announcing at some point in the future the opportunity to uh, to reattend. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Alyssa for uh, um, uh, her most excellent work last week mm-hmm. in my absence. And uh, um, I want to uh, tell all of you who sent me emails going, hey, show was so much better. You were gone that you can all just go pass hand. Just <laughs> Nobody emailed you that. Several people thought about it. Uh, <laughs> several. I know some of these people. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was my wife. Anyway, um, outstanding show. I'd be. Oh, we were in Atlanta. I got to hear the show on iHeartMedia, of course. You can't. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing quality check. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure everything's going right. Sounded mm-hmm. fabulous. And I want to thank Mark Belsack for being part of the show. He was, yeah, um, I'm very grateful he was willing to. Fill a half hour. Help me fill a half hour so people didn't have to just listen to me talk. No, you got a little texture there, a little multidimensional, a little schizophrenia. So that's really good. We have a guest on an upcoming show um, we can tell people about just in case they want to make sure they mark their calendars. Let them know. Um, uh, We're going to invite Kagan Morris to the show on November 18th at 9 o'clock to talk about annuity replacements. So if this is something that you think might be relevant to you, mm. you should listen. Um, the reason we're, do- we're going to talk about this is because I work closely with Kagan at Ash Brokerage. He's our, our annuity specialist. He does free annuity audits for our clients. And um, lately, when I bring him an old annuity that I think, we can't beat this. You know, this has it's got, been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's got years of lifetime income benefit base buildup. You know, I'm sure he's going to say, let's just keep this in place. It's been surprising me lately. The rates um, and the new products are make are making it, you know, avail- making these other options available where you might have a contract you've held for 15 years and you think I'm getting great income and we can beat it. It's crazy. So I just thought, hey, let's talk about it so that people who have contracts they haven't looked at you know, maybe it might be worth a second look just to be sure you're getting the most for your money. Kagan's going to explain why that might happen, when when it might be worth considering it, and when not to replace an annuity. Um, mm. We'll talk about it in you know general terms, but it'll give people an idea of whether or not they should be take a, a, a second look and have an audit done on their annuity. What's the date again? Uh, November 18th at, at 9. Um, now, there's also a day in November where you're not going to be with us. The 11th. Yeah. So I won't be here on the 11th. And then the next week is when Kagan will be here to join us for a little bit. <clears throat> so for all of you out there who were um, so excited that uh, Jean got kicked to the curb and Alyssa had it all by herself uh, last week, um, you might consider, I don't know, jumping off a bridge because I'm going to be here <laughs> on the 11th. Without me. Without Alyssa. Flying without a net. So there, fellas. <laughs> By the way, happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we'll be a way to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary that are just taking a long weekend. Looking it is um, fascinating that um, totally without any prior knowledge, we both got married same year within oh. a month or two of each yeah. other. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we're very, very lucky there. Uh, the idea about evaluating annuities has so many levels. 
Uh, Kagan Morris is an absolute expert in the area of, of annuities. Uh, he represents a, a fantastic company that provides us, provides MTM, and, and then directly our clients, the folks just like you, uh, with the ability to evaluate, analyze, review, and recommend um, actions for existing annuities. Mm-hmm. Of course, they can also assist us in acquiring an annuity that might fit you, might fit your needs. If you're saying, hey, all I want to know is that I've got a guaranteed income for as long as I live, so I never have to worry about running out of money. That's called an annuity. Mm-hmm. That's why God invented annuities. <laughs> so that, bang, what, you, you, you thought, nope. He didn't know how to make annuities and still some schlum came up. No, God yeah. knew about it's all that stuff. It's in the Bible. It's, please. It's like Edison. I invented the light bulb. Like God didn't know how to make a light bulb. Please. Just let you <clears throat> let you in on the, on the secret for a second. One of the areas that uh, I'm really excited to talk to Kagan about, well, actually two areas. Uh, one is the understanding about how it's possible that maybe an older annuity is is going to underperform perhaps something that you have available. This isn't necessarily shocking when you consider that many of the older annuities were issued in an era when interest rates were at 1%, mm-hmm. 1.5%, 2%, mm-hmm. and interest rates now are 5 5 or <laughs> higher. Yeah. So the opportunity to increase the value of your annuity from that standpoint is dramatic is dramatic. The second opportunity is, is one that many people are, are scratching their heads about today because it's so very challenging and that's long-term care. Paying for long-term care is insanely expensive. There was a time many, many years ago where you could acquire a long-term care policy, pay for it like you would a homeowner's insurance policy. You pay every year. If you don't need it, you just keep going. And if you do need it, you had lots of coverage. And now most of those kinds of contracts have gone away. They're too expensive. But there are hybrid annuity contracts that provide long-term care benefits. So let's say you're sitting with an annuity that you've had for years, and you're going to tell you the truth, I don't really need it. Uh, I'm thinking maybe just cash it in. I don't know. we, We don't really need it. If you had that opportunity to go from pure annuity you don't need to an annuity that gives you long-term care benefits, that could be a huge game changer. Mm -hmm. But all of these things are what if, Mm. what if, what if you could, what if you should, what if, well, uh, in many cases, the answer is what if you don't do anything? That might be the very best answer. And if you're dealing with an, an annuity salesman, I can guarantee you, yeah, you got to get rid of that old one and and get a new one. Uh, Translation, I got to get a new commission. Right. If you're dealing with a fiduciary, as we talked to Samantha about, if you're dealing with somebody who has your best interest at heart, the answer may very well be uh, you can go from this annuity to this one and you will do better. The answer may very well be if you stay right where you are, that's the best plan for you. Yeah. Uh, I just a kind of a neat example. I think I'm working with a recent widow whose husband had three annuities and she doesn't understand them at all. And we're doing something different with all three, essentially. So one is a fixed annuity making one and a half percent interest. Mm. And we're, you know what, we're just going to 
roll that into an IRA. We're going to use some buffered ETFs. It's a smaller balance. Great. Easy peasy. It's old. No, you know, no problem. The second one. Now, when you say easy peasy, is that a technical term? Yeah. Um, and, and, and for the average person, what would that, what would that translate into in just normal language? Um, no, no problem. No problem. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Moving right along. So you, you got three annuities. Yep. You're doing something different with all three. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is this fa- so. This first one simple because it's earning next to nothing. Right. She can do much better. Yes. How about the second one? The second one is um, an IRA. Yeah. The inc- has an income rider, a lifetime income rider on it um, that has guaranteed income for every year, and it's based on a benefit base that's a hundred thousand dollars larger than the account value. Wow. And as the spouse of the deceased owner of the annuity, she can continue that lifetime wow, income. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah. So we just need to do some paperwork to change it to be owned by her. She's going to do a spousal continuation. Fabulous. And that it's essentially been taking it as an RMD, but the lifetime income exceeds the RMD. But what a great example of an annuity that yeah. we look at. Hey, we should change this. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, please don't change that. And as a matter of fact, I asked Kagan, you agree with me? That it's best that mm. she keep this, continue the income if it's possible. And he said yes. So we called Nationwide together. They sent me the paperwork that she's going to you know, wow. sign. So that's annuity number two. Fabulous. And annuity number three is a non-qualified annuity okay. that has um, a, life, a guaranteed annual withdrawal amount. Right. And if... Um, you take you can take out that maximum amount every year, and as long as there's a dollar left in the annuity at, when when she dies, her kids would inherit the initial premium. Now, looking at this one, interesting. She doesn't need income, and it has not been turned on. So this is a contract that they're paying a rider fee for guaranteed income and not using that benefit, mm. and she doesn't need any more income. Mm. Also, if she were to take that out of the annuity and not put it into another annuity, there would be about $45,000 in gains that would be taxable because Mm. it's not qualified. Her goal with this money Mm. is to leave it to her kids. So what we're going to do is turn off the rider, change the investments, leave it there, and then when the kids inherit it, they have stepped-up cost basis they don't have a tax, a uh, capital gains tax bill, or that's not a capital gains. Really, it's actually taxed as ordinary income when you mm. take it out of a non-qualified annuity. Right. But it's a variable annuity that has investment options. She's like, let's. I just want it to grow for my kids. I don't. I don't need the income. So turning off the rider means that there's less expense being deducted on an annual basis. So at least there's the opportunity for it to do better. Yes. The investments to do yes. better. Yes. Yes. And the income base on this one is not much higher than the account value. She's not really losing much on the as on the income rider by turning it off. So for all of you listening, if you got lost in those descriptions, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it, it is it is perfectly understandable that you would. Annuities by every regulatory authority that I'm familiar with, and I've been around 780 years. So I've bumped into all the gendarmes that are out there that are regulating us. They uniformly describe annuities as complex financial platforms. 
And the annuity salesman will say to you, well, it's simple. Oh, my God. How much simpler can it be? You give us money and we give you a guaranteed income. It's all simple. There's nothing here. No need to read that. Don't read that. <laughs> There's no paperwork you need to read. Just sign. Don't read. <laughs> That's their um, shtick. That's their um, well, I have much different words for it, but that's what they do. Um, annuities are complex. Annuities have lots of moving parts. The annuities can do some magnificent things. Magne- they can have some magnificent positive impacts on your life. Or they can suck. And suck, by the way, is a technical term we mean to be a disappointing result. <laughs> that's when you do something and it's a disappointing mm-hmm. result. Uh, the idea that there are uh, three different uh, contracts um, inherited, in essence, by a spouse, by a wife, um, that all need so um, disparate. What a, I'm impressed with that. I even knew that word. So, so very different treatments. So very different analysis. That you, well, annuities. Uh, if 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 they're not appropriate, then we go over here. What, what pump your brakes? We have to look at them spot by spot by spot. Three very different results. Fabulous. It's pretty neat. Um, change one because the interest rate's too low. Keep one because the income um, benefit is so high. And modify the third one so that you're saving money and you're reaching your goal of leaving money for your kids. Yeah. That's pretty impressive stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Well done, you. <laughs> Speaking of annuities. Mm. Uh, email or can I do a 1035 exchange from a cash value life insurance policy to a fixed index annuity? Thanks for all the great insights. Yes. I actually did that for a client not that long ago. Yes. Next. No. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who are going, I'm not clear about that. Many of you have life insurance contracts, some of which have been around for decades and many of which have cash value built up in them. Mm-hmm. So we recently talked to a, an, an older couple. They had a contract. The death benefit was 120. The cash value was $79,000. Mm. So almost 80 grand. The, the actual death benefit now was only 40,000 bucks. Because mm-hmm. if you're getting the check for 120 when you die and you have 80,000 of it's already your money. Right. Yeah, it's only 40000 but the premium doesn't change. So they're saying we really don't need the insurance anymore. They were in their early 80s. Right. But what do we do with the cash value? We don't want to pay tax on all that stuff. A 1035 exchange helps in what way? Um, you get to spread out the tax uh, so when when you have because that 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 would have it would have some taxable earnings in in this case if they do the ten thirty five exchange of the entire amount it goes directly into the annuity and there's the tax is now deferred well, again if they take income from the new annuity and that's a, so if you know which they could fixed index annuities could have income so sure. if they don't take income it's deferred right there, there's no tax it's not a taxable event if they do take income from the new annuity then um, they will only owe tax until they get their interest, all their interest mm-hmm. paid out. And mm-hmm. then it's back to you know, probably essentially not taxable income because you're getting your, your cost basis returned. To you. Interestingly enough, going from a cash value life insurance to an annuity is very, very simple. Going the other way 
is impossible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unfortunately, annuities cannot be exchanged into a life insurance contract. Not 100% sure why that rule's in effect. It's been in effect since I've been mm-hmm. a financial advisor, 780 years. So not clear what that thought process was that many years ago. But in this particular case, and in the case if you're sitting there going, wait a second, I've got life insurance policies. I've got a fair amount of cash involved. Uh, One of the things that that is uh, disturbing uh, for many folks when they find out, as you get older, the amount of money that comes out of your life insurance contract to cover the death benefit gets higher and higher and higher because your mortality likelihood gets higher and higher and higher because uh, recent, recent academic studies have shown that uh, human mortality still running right at 100%. It's still like nobody gets out alive. Right. So it's right there, right at that 100% number, you know, within a rounding error, Mm. uh, plus or minus, um, you know, the survey sampling, that kind of thing. Um, Bottom line is you can freeze, and in, in, in the case of the folks who are in their 80s, they get $79,000 of cash if they go into an annuity, a fixed indexed annuity, a fixed annuity, et cetera. Their principal is now protected. The um, uh, cost, the so-called insurance cost, goes to zero. Uh, the cost behind the scenes of these contracts could be very, very low, and all of a sudden they can... Um, achieve a much higher uh, growth rate, a much higher net yeah. return than they would have in their life insurance. Yeah. Um, the reason that I helped a client do this was a little bit of a different situation, but her husband died of cancer too young. Mm. And he was the uh, only work you know worker in the house. He was bringing in the income in the house. And she had this old um, life insurance policy that has cash value. And he was the beneficiary. And they have no children. So she no longer needed that death benefit for anything. She's like, this, you know, there's nobody who needs this, but I have this cash value. She, what she needs now is income. Oh, excellent. So we were able to combine the cash value from that insurance policy and um, her husband's life insurance uh, death benefit proceeds, Mm -hmm. combine them into a fixed index annuity that has lifetime income uh, guaranteed Mm. so that she can get the most out of that money every month to help her cover her bills because she's just starting now. She has to work and she's like, I need all the income I can get. So that, that life insurance cash value was worth way more to her in the form of an annuity than it was in a life insurance policy. So we did a 1035 exchange. Uh, Just simple things that everybody knows. Yeah. No sweat. Just another day in the office. Speaking, (laughs) Speaking of another day in the office. For all of you who are so kind, 610-720-7900 to call us. Trust us um, with your questions. For all of you who send us your emails, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. We could not thank you enough. For all of you who go to our website, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com, and ask your questions, we cannot thank you enough. You make us the most relevant financial show on radio today, without a doubt, without a doubt. However, I got a bone to pick with some of you. Uh-oh. The silly questions, I don't care. We answer silly questions. The hard questions, I don't care. We work hard. We'll do the research. We answer those questions too. Um, 
The snarky ones. I like those best. I really do. I know Gunter gets his knickers in a twist when he gets a negative one, but I think they're so funny. I, all right, that's perverted. But anyway, here's the ones that I want to reach like right out and, and just smack you on the back of the head. I get an email from a gentleman. Uh, I don't know him, so I don't know if he's a gentleman. Can you please confirm that you received this inquiry? I realize you have a business to run and the amount of emails could be significant, particularly when it's important that the answers are accurate. I just appreciate your willing to help out with people. And if you could answer my question. Okay, here's the problem. Uh, this individual <laughs> sent his question. I know it's a his. His question back in August. And uh, the advisor who um, received this inquiry responded immediately by email with no response from this person. Followed up with a response by telephone with no response from this person. And then Snark Master here, <laughs> Snorky Boy, thinks it's appropriate to go, hey, maybe you should answer my... You know what? If you're going to ask the question, at least be considerate enough to receive the answer. Mm. And then if you don't intend to receive the answer, or if you're incapable of receiving the answer, or if you're just not... <laughs> <clears throat> then don't get snarky. Yeah. Because when you get snarky, when it has been you dropping the ball, yeah, at that point, I, I put a flag out. And I say red flag to all my advisors. Cross them off the list. They don't get all the good stuff. Because if you're going to be a goof, that's the price you pay. <laughs> Speaking of being a goof, oh no, that's a terrible segue. This is a great piece of music. Enjoy the music as we go to the top of the hour. That's Fox Network News, all the great information you need. It's going to be a great day, so just enjoy the entire day. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Marital advice on its way in the next segment. What? So when we return, your question's on more than money. Welcome back to More Than Money. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Archie. You've got John. We've got a whole team here. Mm -hmm. And Gunther in the wings. Gunther in the wings. Um, Gunther reminded me, spaghetti dinner tonight. That's very, very exciting for uh, uh, Love Ran Red. And uh, gosh, I hope you can make it. Uh, unfortunately, our family is taking us down south to Lancaster County. Not That's not unfortunate. It's fabulous. Right. Spend time with family. Just a, uh, just a conflict, scheduling conflict. But if you can make that, that'd be fantastic. Uh, free will offering, you can eat until you can't move. 
Don't do that. Yeah, it's please not don't. A no, no I, was, I was just thinking, what a lovely goal. I can only enjoy a meal if I can't move after it. That, yeah. That's a bad idea. That's a very bad idea. Uh, go eat, enjoy, enjoy the community. Enjoy the community before the pandemic. Every single spaghetti dinner, it was like a family reunion. I would go, people would go, oh, geez, you got to stand in line. Yeah, you got to stand in line. And you talk to the people in front, you talk to the people behind, you hear over here conversations, you sit at a table that um, you're, you're with people you've never met before, and five minutes later, they're like your buds. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic. Make sure that you head out. And if you can assist um, Gunther, that would be really, really, really good. Not really interested in that. Are you interested in that? Okay, mm-hmm. moving right along. Uh, 610-720-7900. Talk to the lovely and talented Archie. Uh, and then you get to talk to the lovely and talented Alyssa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there's me. Okay, I promised uh, marital advice. Oh, yeah. Top of the hour. So, are you ready? I, I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I, 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 I think we're here to give good advice in every way that we can. Okay. It is more than money. And um, I I heard family through family and and connections, folks who a young couple getting married and and the the groom was understandably nervous. Mm. And uh, fortunately, fortunately, has a grandpa, has a grandpa. So, all right, let's uh, we'll project this out a little bit. Let's say five years from now, Andrew's graduated. He's fallen in love, wants to get married. And uh, and he says, Gene. Um, no. Okay. So in this particular case, yeah, he's not coming to me. He's smarter than that. So this young man, as they tell the story, a young man, 25 or so, nervous, is talking to his granddad because he has a great relationship with his granddad. And he's going, granddad, you and grandma have been married like 55 years. How did you do that? That's amazing. That's fantastic. And he says, uh, grandson, I love you. He says, I'll be happy to tell you the secret. It's very, very simple. Whenever I would get angry with your grandmother and we start a fight, ooh, the rule was we had to take all our clothes off. <laughs> grandson's looking at grandfather going, um, okay, <clears throat> wondering, has he tipped off the edge? Granddad, what, 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 what exactly, how, how did that help? He said, because once we did that, I wasn't angry anymore. <laughs> See, hey, 55 years. Yeah, I mean, if it works. Exactly, proof of the pudding. That's exactly how that works. Um, Free marital advice every Saturday morning on WAEB AM 790. (laughs) Um, Welcome back, 610-720-7900. Archie talked to somebody. He obviously offended them, was rude (laughs) to them, and and they hung up on him. Wow. Archie... Yeah. We want to we want to talk to the people who call. Please be nice, okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> He's probably saving us from. He's screening, yeah. <laughs> from the snark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, the only snark on this show is from me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, gosh, uh, I think I don't know if I mentioned it to you. There's been a suggestion. Uh, our PBS TV show almost inevitably one of the questions will cause me to get very, very snarky. Oh, uh-huh. uh, And uh, <laughs> Megan, who's a big fan of Shark and Shark Week. Oh. Um, and she and Charlie, uh, our audio tech 
um, put their heads together, and, and they said, you know what we should have on the PBS show is Snark Week. <laughs> just, just every question that That's just makes cute. Gene lose his. That's great. It would be great. They could do some special like graphic with like the Jaws music <laughs> for Snark Week. <laughs> that would be fun. That would get really like a lot of views if you promote it in advance. Uh, it would have to. Now, the, here's here's the challenge, and people go, "Well, yeah, Gene's fully capable of being snarky. Of course, it's going to be great." Yeah, I, I'm fully capable capable of being snarky. Obviously, not capable of saying it well, but mm -hmm. obviously uh, uh, capable of being snarky. Um, when given given the scenario that requires snark, I'm not I'm not in and of itself just Mr. Snark. Right. I'm reasonably nice person. It's when it's warranted. When it's warranted. Mm -hmm. And most of the questions that we get do not warrant snark. No. No, mm -hmm. people are really, really nice. So mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have to come up with some. All right, if you have a, a question you know is going to piss me off, just <laughs> send that over. 610-720-7900. Uh, Gene at AskMTM.com. Alyssa at AskMDM. Dot com more than money online.com um, a young lady writes uh, I am 71 I turn 72 next year in June okay am I correct in the following buckle in all right uh, for my 2023 tax return no RMD is required right okay so she's right so far because mm -hmm. she's 71 this year mm-hmm for 2024, when she turns 72, mm -hmm. no RMD is required. Correct. Excellent. For 2024, do I need to do an RMD because I am filing in the year 2025 at age 72? No. 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 So far, you're three for three. <laughs> for 2025, start paying RMDs. Uh, because I have reached 73. Correct. So, gosh, could that have been more detail for a very <laughs> simple question? Right. The, what year do I start my RMD? Well, it's weird that I, I think it's like slight <clears throat> mis, not misunderstanding, but it's kind of slightly misconstruing. Like, it's not tied to the tax return so much as, you know, like that's the thing that's making a little awkward. Filing the following year for this year. Yeah. The other know, thing that people get confused about is their birth date versus the calendar year. They, there are a lot of folks who come to me and when they ha are approaching their RMD age. Mm -hmm. So when I turn 73 in June, I have to start my RMDs. Oh, right. The, the, it, those right. two things are not connected. Right. It's the calendar year when you turn RMD age. So it's not when you file your tax return. It's not when your birthday is. The year you turn 73, during that year, by December 31st, not by tax return time, by December 31st, you need to have your RMD withdrawn. So I will ask you a question she did not ask. Okay. She turns 73 in 2025. Mm -hmm. What is the earliest date that she can take her 2025 RMD? January 1st. But she's not 73 then. <laughs> but I just explained. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, uh, for a lot of folks, they, they, they their assumption is they have to wait. To, well, oh my gosh, my birthday is December twentieth. Do I have to wait until no? Mm-hmm. Calendar year that you turn seventy three is the year. Now uh, there is a wrinkle. She Always. turns, of course. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well said. Um, in uh, twenty twenty five, she turns seventy three. Must she take her RMD in twenty twenty five? No. Ah. The first year, you actually have till the tax filing deadline to take the RMD. Yeah, so if she wished, mm, there would have to be an interesting discussion around why are you wishing. But yeah. if she wished, she could delay her first RMD until April 1st of... 2026. 2026, but... But yeah. she'd also have to take her 2026 RMD that year. By December 31st. Exactly. So then you're taking two RMDs in one year. Why? Don't know. Yeah. yeah there, and, and the question uh, of, of why is, is, is fun for you and I because this is what we do. But for 99% of our audience, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Because they're not going to do it. There's no reason for them to do it. Okay. And I just please confirm this, but because I think that could be confusing for people, especially the way that this question was phrased. If you decided to do that, just because the IRS gives you a, an extension, if you will, mm. um, of your, your deadline is the tax filing deadline, the income you would take if you if you waited until the beginning of the next year is still income for, in this case, 2026. Just, oh, sure. Just because you... Take it before the tax filing deadline because you can doesn't mean it would be reflected as 2025 income. Nope. It's 2026 income. So that's the nope. important thing you need to know mm-hmm. if you make that decision because then you're like doubling up your RMD income in one calendar year. And just to make it as challenging as they possibly could, the deadline for taking your first RMD, if you delay it beyond that year, is April Fool's Day. Oh, so it's not tax to, filing April 1st. April 1st, right. Okay. April Fool's Day. Because it'd be foolish <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah, well, no, and, no, not necessarily, for, but... No, I mean, it's, uh, for lots of folks, that's... that. Hey, this... Yeah. The, kind of the exception that you would look at is, this year I'm still working. This year I got mm. a distribution from a big investment. Something pushed my tax bracket really high. Yeah. And next year it's going to be much lower. Yeah. That, that would be the reason. Sure. Okay. Now, this young lady goes on to a second part of her question. Oh, okay. She has four accounts. Okay. An IRA, mm-hmm. a rollover IRA, ooh, <laughs> spooning, um, a deferred annuity. Okay. And a non-qualified, she calls it qualified, but non-qualified annuity. And the question is, from whence must she take RMDs? Okay. A question first. Sure. Please. The deferred annuity, is it an IRA? She does not say that. Okay. Now, what makes it interesting, and, and, and while I'm making the assumption it is an IRA, is because she specifically identifies number four as a non-qualified annuity. So it suggests to me that she understands that there are non-qualified annuities and there are qualified annuities. And, and most qualified annuities, people do not refer to them as qualified annuities. No. They refer to them as an IRA annuity. Yes. In this case, she's calling it a deferred annuity. So for our purposes, 
Let's assume it's an IRA. Okay. So what does she have to take? So I would say that all the first three accounts mm-hmm. all are subject to RMD. But she doesn't need to take it from each one separately. So let's uh, paint the scenario that she has uh, these three accounts. Um, the first two are worth 200000 bucks a piece. And the last one is worth 100000 a piece. Okay. So she has a total of five hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Roughly, roughly, very roughly, the first year RMD is approximately what percentage? Four. Four percent. So we're looking at twenty grand has to come out. Yep. From which of those three accounts should she take that twenty grand? Um, Split it up, one account. Which, which one? It depends. Ah, indeed. <laughs> Back to the traditional, ever valuable. <laughs> it depends. Depends on um, how they're invested, how they're performing. Um, the deferred annuity might have some benefits to keeping money in there for various reasons, depending on the features of the annuity. Um, we don't know enough to, to say that. That is absolutely right, and neither does she. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, if she's being counseled by an annuity salesman, neither do they. Mm. So it is very important that if you find yourself, many people do. I would guess that more than half of our clients, hmm, maybe way more than half of our clients, have multiple accounts, IRAs, rollover IRAs, inherited IRAs, Roth IRAs, annuities. So this discussion around, number one, what must I take? Um, and, and, and by the way, you, you notice that we, we have not, said you got to take anything from number four. We'll circle back to that here in a moment. What must I take? Uh, What are the options for taking that? All from one, some from each, mix and match. And and you can change that year by year. So one year I say, hey, that one kind of stinks. I'm going to pull that out. The next year you can go to a completely different uh, IRA. These are, are decisions that require careful careful analysis so that you can understand the impact of your choice before you do it. Um, the sadness that often we bump into as we get the email well-intended, Hey, here's what I did. Was it the right thing? And you go, Oh, my heart hurts. Yeah. Cause it's too late. Yeah. You seem really nice. Yeah. I thought I could change it. If no, you can't, you, the word stuck is in there. Stuck is a, uh, it's a technical term uh, used in uh, high level, you know, meaning uh, there is, it's irrevocable. It was in my continuing ed um, program uh, for, that I did yesterday. Risk, Rick, Rick's, oh no, for, uh, Just my regular, for FINRA. For yeah, my for FINRA, FINRA continuing ed, stuck. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about non-qualified annuities. Okay. Non-qualified annuity is not an IRA. Right. Uh, hey, I had some money. Uh, somebody said, uh, you don't, you want to pay taxes? No. Mm-hmm. So you want the taxes deferred? Sure. Uh, and I got it 20 years ago and I put a hundred grand in and it's now worth two fifty. Okay. When must she start taking money from that annuity? She doesn't have to. Yeah. It is uh, a very rare situation. It happens occasionally, particularly really old annuities where they have a required distribution date, typically oh. like 90, age 95. Oh. 
and you either have to take the money out or you mm-hmm. have to annuitize. And isn't that on a contract like that? Don't they call it like a maturity slash yeah. income date? Mm-hmm. Some someone brought that to me recently, and they're and it was like I'm 95. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be 95 if that's on this date. <laughs> and f- most companies, all, all, all the ones that, that that we deal with regularly, give the client the option of opting out of that maturity. So they're 94 and 11 months, and they're going, uh, in 30 days, we're either going to send you a check or we're going to annuitize, which is dreadful in almost every case. Right. Unless unless you sign a form that says, I want to extend this five years. And, and generally, you can do that. But in general, as a general guide, guideline, if you have a non-qualified deferred annuity, there are no required minimum distributions. Right. So that can go to the next generation. Yes, which is that example I gave last when we talked about the three annuities. The one that she wants to leave to her kids is an unqualified annuity. And you talked about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, you weren't listening. I wasn't listening. Yeah. You're like, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even hear that much. 610 610-720-7900. Uh, Alyssa at askmtm.com, more than money online.com. I don't want to do that one. That's really annoying. <laughs> um, we've been talking about IRAs. There are scenarios where an IRA that should not be taxable is taxable. And uh, a friend of mine sent me this article, and I'm. Um, it, Basically, he read the headline and went, what? Okay. Uh, Three ways your IRA can get taxed, even a Roth. Exactly. He he went, what? And thought this this could be really bad. Okay. And was uh, concerned that um, people will inadvertently, unintentionally is a better word, unintentionally, unknowingly create a scenario where... (gasps) All of a sudden, their IRA is taxable. The reality is that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, the the scenarios, by the way, the, the article was written by Ed Slot mm. And uh, Alyssa, as all of us would do, uh, went, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Ed Slot, uh, and his organization, I should say, because Ed has done, um, as, as Gene has done, Ed has surrounded himself with really, really smart people. So my guess is Ed is doing little or none of the real work. <clears throat> well, he is just like Gene. Wow, that is really cool. Does little or none of the real work and surrounds himself with really smart people who do a lot of the work. So uh, the article's by Ed Slot. But the reason that's important is because he is widely recognized as the preeminent expert in all things IRAs. You want to talk about an accountant that's specialized, zoned in. Hey, I can do every tax return. No, he, I, I am the expert on IRAs. For, are you not listening? IRAs. Could you do my Schedule C? I am an expert on IRAs. So the three examples, they're all true. Okay. They're all true. I, I, I'm not sure you've ever heard of any of them. Okay, you have piqued my interest. Um, a real is a an IRA that owns real estate, direct ownership of real estate. Okay. Uh, if 
in any way, shape, or form, it violates the regs of the IRS, including if you use the real estate yourself for any at any point for any reason. Oh. So let's say you buy a beach house in your IRA and you decide to go down one weekend and, and do some maintenance and just hang out and so you stay at the beach house. That is considered a complete distribution of the IRA. Oh. So your $500,000 beach house is now 100% taxable. Ouch. Uh, if a family member uses it, hey, grandpa, can I borrow the beach house? Yup. It is 100% taxable. Jeez. Um, if, if, by the way, if you do the repairs on the property yourself, it is a complete distribution. What? You have to have a third party. So uh, talk about rules where you're going, are you kidding me? First of all, what percentage of clients that, that you've bumped into have directly owned real estate in their IRAs? Zero. Yeah. And in my 780 years, it is less than 1%. So these rules where you're going, what? It just simply doesn't apply to 99%. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you get income from limited partnerships, hedge funds, or private equity funds that are referred to as unrelated business taxable income, referred to in the IRS table as UBTI, which actually sounds like something you should take an antibiotic for. <laughs> but bottom line is, if you get unrelated, you, uh, UBTI. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is taxed at the same rate as a trust would be taxed. Which is high. 37% for anything above 14 grand. Oog. So if you are invested in these sophisticated alternative investments, oh. So Generally, these these are in in some sort of business or, or hedge fund activity. Uh, you can uh, lose your IRA, IRA, uh, Roth IRA. Doesn't matter. It's taxable. And again, so very popular. Uh, if you are holding NFTs <laughs> that also give you the right to uh, certain rights to the collectibles themselves. That is considered a, a complete distribution. So you took your IRA, your Roth IRA, and you bought a uh, NFT of Picasso, mm. and it gave you the right to buy and sell and and trade it. You you have a complete distribution. The custodian has to have all the rights, or you are uh, violating the law. So if you own real estate directly, nah. Uh, if you have UBTI or something that can be treated by an antibiotic, <laughs> or if you have NFTs, and NFTs sounds like something your uh, 17-year-old would sign off on a text, and you'd be pissed at <laughs> UNFT. <laughs> it's just non-fungible tokens. I know what it's mean. Jeez. But this is the kind of article that somebody sees, and they see the headline, and they go, oh, my gosh, without having any appreciation of the fact that if you add up all of the clients that you and I and everybody else mm-hmm. at MTM has, we don't have one-tenth of one percent exposure on any of this. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> Coming up on our uh, last break of the show, which means we've got uh, 27 and a half minutes to answer your questions in our last um, segment. 
610-720-7900. The last segment, uh, icebreaker, always welcome. <laughs> you just made that up. I was kind of seemed to have a flow. Mm-hmm. Um, 610-720-7900. A-L-Y-S-S-A and askmtm.com. Uh, that works very, very well. And, of course, more than money online. Uh, com. As you're out and about today, it is a gloriously beautiful day. So be aware there will be people that are going to be on swivel necks. They're going, isn't that pretty? Hey, look over there. So be careful, particularly as you're driving in the country roads and you're out and about. Just be safe. We love you all. We don't want to lose a single one of you. Hmm. Is this Stevie Wonder as well? I don't know. What, who sings this? Is I think so. you're asking? Oh. Yeah. For once in my life? No. Science, that's what oh, I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Has the same intro as for once in my life. Wow, Stevie. Little little plagiarism there. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie's going. Yeah, buddy. It's a good song. St- Stevie's sitting on his uh, $500 million net worth going, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. 610-720-7900. Your call's after this on More Than Money. Alyssa was dancing. She was up on the table and just remembering what it was like and back <laughs> in the not. day. Oh, my gosh. Syracuse University was never the same. What? She was out of control. Great piece of music. And, gosh, we are down the highway. We're Our family be traveling a little bit down to, uh, to visit family down in Lancaster area. And uh, Alyssa will be out and around today, of course. And so many folks, such a beautiful day. You got to be outside. You got to be outside and just enjoy all of that. What a, again, great piece of music. We are very, very blessed. And if you're going to be on the highway, uh, and if you've got, if you can, that it would just be, um, it'd be a, a, a great benefit to uh, young people who need your help. And it would be a wonderful benefit to you yourself. Uh, the spaghetti dinner tonight, I just spoke to Gunther. It is from four to seven. Uh, benefiting uh, Love Ran Red and all that they do to help uh, young folks that have uh, uh, challenges uh, on the autistic spectrum and uh, goodness, lots of other challenges as well, but but, but have them be productive and, and have uh, bright futures. Uh, Duke's Delights, they make mm-hmm. uh, doggy treats and, and lots of, and again, productive, making a product people really want 
and and can use. Uh, not that we like dogs, please. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa was showing me her Murphy picks just <laughs> on the break as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tonight at the Cedar Crest Bible Fellowship, Cedar Crest Bible Fellowship. I, as I recall, it's right off of seventy eight and and in uh, Cedar Crest. So very easy to find. Um, dinner four to seven. Um, last year, 400 folks or so. This year should be 800 folks or so. Whoa. That'd be That's great. a lot of spaghetti. That is. Oh, they made hundreds of pounds of meatballs. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meatballs. Oh. They have uh, regular meatballs and turkey meatballs. And it's just uh, fantastic. Um, in the future, we'll figure out what date this is going to be. So we'll we'll take your family and our family and we'll just go because it, it is a hoot. Fun. And great fun. The food is fabulous. It's Gunther's special meatballs because he has a special family recipe. Mm. I heard that the secret ingredient is um, meat. Shh. I know. You weren't supposed to tell. That's a secret. Okay. So uh, for all of you who just heard that, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but... If you feel like you have to tell somebody, make them promise not to tell anybody. <laughs> so that should take care of that. That's how secrets work. <laughs> really? Uh, hopefully you can make it. The food will be great. Um, free will offering. Uh, it's it's whatever your heart um, calls you to do. Uh, I, As I understand right, last year they had a major sponsor that unfortunately could not help out this year. Mm. So uh, whatever you can do is going to be greatly appreciated. And if we can kind of blow through what we did last year. Fantastic. Great opportunity. Great opportunity. 610-720-7900. Okay, that one's easy. Uh, You want to hear from a grandma? Yeah. We love grandmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a grandma to five. I plan to put them all through college. Nice. With the help of 529 plans. The problem arose when my first grandchild had to live off campus at his college. Mm -hmm. He needed money for food. So I figured I could give him an amount that would not be over what I would give from his 529 plan for campus life that would have included food. Okay. So if I'm interpreting her correctly, um, there's, as you well know, Hmm. uh, when your young one is in school... Mm -hmm. There is a, I don't even know, is it like a food service plan or a food Meal plan? plan. Meal plan. Mm-hmm. Ah, geez, it was just that simple. Um, and it, and it's X number of dollars for the meal plan. Mm-hmm. Well, this uh, young lady's uh, grandson uh, was living off campus, did not have a meal plan, so, but she thought she would be on solid ground if she gave him enough money no more money than she would have given him for the meal plan. Okay. So, um, blah, 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 plan. He graduated last June. Okay. Congratulations. Fantastic. So the IRS has not caught up with me yet. (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, Now my oldest granddaughter is living in a school apartment. Uh, It's owned by the school. No food is included for her either. Uh, so that's similar problem. She works at school, but pays for her own car insurance and gas bills. This time I asked the 529 plan. They said I could not use the money. I would have paid school for food. Oh, okay. Huh. 
please tell me uh, what I would be up against with the IRS if I gave her money for food. Mm. Just let her starve. <laughs> I mean, Grandma, don't get too all emotional about this. No. Grandkids, you got five of them. Oh, my gosh, no. That is not an option. So that's not an option. Let's no. explore what might be an option. Okay. Uh, by the way, thanks for your help, Laura. Thanks. Okay. Fantastic. So in the first example with the grandson, she... Um, What's this, the phrase? She um, didn't ask permission. She was like, if they come after me, I'm going to ask forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Second time around, she asked permission, was denied, and now she's like, shoot, what do I do? <laughs> right? Is that what's happening? That, that's how she describes okay. it. Now, I will assure you of at least one thing. Okay. The 529 plan that she asked permission of. Yeah. If she then goes back and asks for a distribution, yeah. they will give it to her. Yes. 529 plan custodians are not in the business of, let me check your receipts, buddy. No. That's not what they do. That's not their job. No, nope, not their job. Yeah, they don't need to. It's not my job, man. <laughs> Sorry, that's a movie reference. Mm, you're, you're, lost you're, on me, you know. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, yeah, they will just give you the money. They're not. You don't have to answer to them. No, who do you answer to? The IRS. Yeah, the IRS. Oh, yeah, the IRS. Yeah. So let's pick a number. Oh, uh, I wonder if is there anybody we know that would know roughly what the cost of a meal plan would be? Mm, not me. <laughs> Let me. Yeah. I yeah, it's funny. I should know. Yeah. Um. But I'm not positive. And it's funny that you ask me this now because I'm starting to think about we already have to make arrangements for my son's living situation for next year. We have to mm. start figuring that out. And, right. um, yeah, I'm not really clear on how much the meal plan is because the room and board. Oh, it's kind of all kind mixed of, up. Yeah. All right. I'm going to suggest it's 2800 bucks A year? I Just pick a number. Okay. Yeah, let's call it a year. Okay. No, I'll bet that's a semester. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm not sure. Let's call it, let's call it five grand. Okay. Um, so at Westchester, what's the current tuition? Um, something like twenty five grand. Yeah. Okay. So and then there's books. Yeah. And there's fees and there's lab fees and there's stuff. Yeah. All of which qualifies as an educational expense. Right. I uh, know. Actually, uh, that twenty five includes room and board. Okay. All of which still qualifies. For yes. uh, educational expense. Yep. Yep. So we're looking at let's let's call it five grand of the twenty five. Sure. That that grandma is, I I don't want her to starve. I want to give her money for food. Yep. And I want to take it from my five twenty nine. Yep. So the IRS calls and says, "Hey, Granny," because they're rude. They are so disrespectful. No, they're not. I'm I'm kidding. First of all, they're not going to call. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. People go, oh, I got a call from the IRS. No, you didn't. <laughs> you got a call from a scammer. Mm. The IRS is not going to call you. Mm. The IRS is going to send you a letter, and as soon as you see the return address, you're going to go, shit. <laughs> or for some of our uh, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch fans, scheisse. <laughs> Just, oh, your heart. And they're going to say, here's what we see, and here's what we disagree with. And that's your chance to go, oh, I get it. You thought that this was an inappropriate deduction. And and now that's my chance to say, here's why it's appropriate. Let's use 25000 as an example and 5000 food as part of that. 
So let's say she gave both her grandson and granddaughter 5000 bucks. Okay. And they go, really? First of all, they're not going to. Have you ever heard of a 529 plan being challenged? No. I, I have never even heard of it. But let's say they do. Somebody had to pay the other twenty grand. There's got to be other um, educational expenses that do qualify. Oh, yeah. So the fact that this money, um, her intent may or may not qualify. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with the advice that she got from the 529 that it's not a qualifying event. Off-campus housing is. Right. So I'm not clear. You can live there. You just can't eat. Yeah, that makes no sense. Right. But let's assume for a second they're correct. So what? I got $20,000 of expenses that would qualify. And there's no requirement that there be a paper trail that go from, okay, the 529 sent her the five grand. There's no requirement that it has to go here or there. It's it's very clean if you write the check directly to the college. Right. That's very, very clean. Yes. That, that makes I it. I like that best. Oh, without a doubt. And if you're doing best practices, that's what you want to do. Yep. But the reality is that she has options. And number one, the likelihood she gets challenged is very, very small. Number two, what would happen? It's going to depend a lot on grandma's uh, tax bracket. So let's say they did disallow a $5,000 deduction. Mm -hmm. If she's in a very low bracket, it might cost her nothing anyway. Yeah, true. So bottom line, big deal. Yeah. Just go for it, Grandma. Good exactly. Luck. <laughs> Ask forgiveness. And by the way, if you get the letter, call us. Because I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be part of that. That'd be great fun. And I would take her in. I would drive her there. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sit next to Grandma. All right. Yo, fella, you're going to squeeze the shoes of this sweet little grandma? She's just trying to feed her granddaughter. She's feeding her granddaughter. Oh, you wanted her granddaughter to die. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so I get to go on radio next oh. Saturday morning and announce the IRS wants granddaughters to die. Yeah, and, you don't want that, And IRS. they don't want that. No, they no. don't want bad PR. No. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. Speaking of not making any sense, 610-720-7900. That allows you to reach us. We've got 11 minutes left in this edition of More Than Money to answer your questions, and we're happy to do that. If you're curious, you know, um, Andrew's meal plan, um, <laughs> I like to eat. You know, Andrew likes to eat. Um, I figured when we, you know, enrolled him at school, I would start with the biggest meal plan, you know, three meals a day, make sure you get, you can eat as much as you want. And I thought, eh, maybe he doesn't need that that many meals you know maybe we'll lower it down a notch mm. and it was like a week into it he goes let's keep my meal plan the way it is <laughs> he's using he's using his meals like that's great as long as you're you're using it eat it like good like good good got to keep up your your strength yeah yeah College he's figured is out, he figured out his system for when he get when he goes to the dining hall and when he they, they have these like flex dollars or whatever mm. like if you want to go to the food court and if you spend X number of dollars on other, like, a la carte type food, it counts as a meal swipe. So he has it all figured out. So he's eating well. <laughs> uh, food plan aside, has he got his uh, his uh, academics system uh, kind of down? Does he feel kind of comfortable in his, uh, he has how a, he's approaching yeah, his classes? Yeah, yeah. He's He knows that um, you have to go to class. You have to do your homework. Mm. You don't want to miss out on any of those points that you mm. get just from 
putting in the time and the work. So mm-hmm. he's um, he's doing that, and um, his exams have been challenging. Mm-hmm. He has he just took a couple this past week. He expects to get his grades back next week, and he's hoping he. You know that he did well, but he's doing his work and staying on top of it. He knows that he doesn't want to let it pile up every day. He gets that, his. That is the biggest stuff. challenge. The biggest challenge yeah. of being a college student versus a high school student is the the independence cuts both ways, yeah. and it takes a lot. It took me the first semester to kind of figure that out and mess some stuff up, and and then get my plan in place and my mm-hmm. systems going, and and then cranked it. Yeah. And cranked it. Yeah. Uh, did not have a 4 for my um, my PhD, Alyssa, my doctor, Alyssa. Yeah, I think her undergrad was like three nine eight. That was and, me too. Because <laughs> I, I think she got like an A minus in some stupid elective. Yeah, I got an A minus in one class in each of my first three semesters, and ended with a three point nine seven five GPA. So. Do you remember the classes that you got the A minuses? Yeah, they were actually the um, the, the communications um, general oh. classes, mm. like not my major specific classes, but like the you know communications in the world or like whatever. I you know I don't remember exactly the names of them, but they uh, were uh, they, they weren't the the actual like nitty gritty stuff. It was like this more general. The curse was like world religions. Oh. <laughs> Hinduism mm. is often found in yeah, oh, yeah, goodness. and and yeah. I think I found those those classes also to be like kind of boring. Yeah, oh. but I got an A in honors neuroscience and German four and all you those. You got an A in neuroscience. I did. That might explain why you uh, you handle all of us in the office so very well. <laughs> I fell asleep during most of those classes. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> the neuroscience classes? I did. I did. Wow. I could not keep my eyes open but during did, those lectures. But you got an A? All I had to do was read it. Like if oh, I, okay. I read the textbook I and then I was able to pass the exams with no problem. But sitting in class, I could not stay awake. And he would even play in the middle of class this little British sitcom for like 15 minutes. I even slept through that. Uh, <laughs> I remember it vividly. <laughs> I think it was second semester freshman year. I had an intro to bio lecture, 300, 400 kids in the lecture hall. Predominantly, you remember, what is it, phylum and all that that kind mm -hmm. of, like classification of like plants and crap. All, all, 99% of which are Latin words. Yeah, it was being, uh, the lecture was being given by a Chinese professor. Mm. So think through trying to actually grasp Latin words in with a Chinese accent. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're like hard enough. When oh, they're, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I've got, yeah, a little please. extra challenge. Uh, well, that's the most polite term I can think of. <laughs> an extra challenge. Speaking of an extra challenge, there is an extra challenge for a lot of folks that they don't realize. Um, in our regulatory world, in the world of, of, of FINRA and the SEC and Pennsylvania Dobbs and all that kind of good stuff. Um, there is a uh, a focus on uh, cash management is mm-hmm. the term they are using. Mm-hmm. Cash management means uh, in an investment portfolio, you may have mutual funds, you may have exchange traded funds, you may have structured notes, you may have um, you may have uh, stocks, bonds. There's a lot, but often 
There's also a segment of that investment portfolio for some folks, small for some folks, very, very big. That's held in a cash account, sometimes called a money market, sometimes called a sweep account. And in general, the interest rates on those kind of accounts are minimal, like like in the cash, like at the bank, like point something percent. Minimal is the most polite term I have ever heard for that kind of, yes, people are going, <clears throat> all right, I got 80 grand in the bank and last month I got $1.24 interest. That is minimal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <clears throat> minimal. Yeah, that's that's a great word. Uh, and the uh, the regulators are saying to financial advisors, that's not good enough. So a lot of clients uh, inadvertently, either their advisors only do annual meetings, so they've never even talked about it, or they don't even do that because they're just glorified salesmen and they have no responsibilities whatsoever anyway. Are there alternatives to the 0.25% or 0.05% or zero (sighs) some? It always starts with a zero. Yes, zero point something. Where a client can get a decent rate of return and still stay liquid. Yeah. Well, like a money market mutual fund, for example. And how would that work? Yeah. I mean, you, you have to buy shares of it like you would a mutual fund or an ETF that is invested in equities or bonds. The, the, the transaction has to happen like that and you own shares of mutual fund. But they, right, like right now, the money market mutual fund that we're using in our clients' accounts is paying five and a quarter percent. And how long do you have to leave? It there? You don't have to leave it there for any duration. There's no minimum. There's no maximum commissions. No, no fees, no nothing. And if you need cash hmm. and let, let, so let's say you put 80 grand in that yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'm going to buy a car next week right. and I need a down payment of $10,000 and I want to take it from my money market. You place a trade to sell 10,000 shares worth $10,000. It is becomes cash the next day and then you can move it into the bank. So it's liquid because it only takes one day to turn it into cash and you're not at risk of value up going up and down while you hold it. So somebody has 80 grand sitting in the bank and they're getting 0.05. Yeah. Uh, like 40 bucks a year, like literally $3 and 71 cents a month. Yeah. They could be in very round numbers, um, getting $4,000 a year. Yes. $4,000 a year. I just like saying that <laughs> when, when you go from somebody who's just so frustrated because at the bank they made four bucks. And you go, okay, let me let me just translate this for you. If it, in in what's readily available. Now, at the bank, FDIC insured in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. This is not FDIC insured. It no. has tremendous um, uh, uh, reliability. And, yeah. and its track record is, is, is fantastic. Not FDIC insured. But, right. but in exchange for the... Um, one tenth of one percent of risk. <laughs> uh, you go from four bucks a month to three hundred and fifty dollars a month. I, I I think that that's a nice improvement. 
This morning, she has become the queen of the understatement. I made a dollar on 80 grand. That is a minimal return. I'm getting 100 times the interest. That is a definite improvement. What? Is your medication okay? It's just, you, I don't look, take any medication. you have got to take those meds the way the doctor tells you. Do not freelance. So you're like, are you sedated? You're, you're not allowed to freelance. Sometimes I take them every day, and then sometimes I take one week all at once. <laughs> That's not the best. Oh. That is not the preferred method. Archie, three minutes or so? Three oh, minutes. Oh, gosh. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground today. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we've covered a lot of ground. One of the most important things that you can take away, I think, from today's show, uh, we start with Samantha, who has such very good questions in representing the best interests of her mom and dad who are retiring. We've come through a number of emails where it's all about trying to figure out, uh, trying to understand, trying to identify strategies ways to do things that you want to do, that you need to do, that you're called to do in a better way, in a, in a more tax efficient way, perhaps in a more profitable way, perhaps. Um, and there are options, most of which you don't know, mm. all of which are available to you at absolutely no charge. All of which, uh, our free second opinion meetings with our financial advisors are exactly that, where you get to sit for an hour, discuss all the details of your specific personal set of circumstances. And if it turns out that your returns are minimal, <laughs> there may be options. There may be options that will be able to help. All you have to do is ask. You can send me an email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Excuse me, morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can go old school. Give us a call at 610-746-7007. 610-746-7007. Eric Clapton fully endorses more than money and wishes that you call. We'll see you next week right here on More Than Money.